0: Now, please pull out the Bible under the pew in front of you. There's also more in the front row up here if you need them. And turn to page, I'll oh, dust it off. <laughs> and turn to page 552, where today's scripture reading is found in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. I will be reading from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible which will be similar, but not exactly, to yours. Psalm 139 starts at verse 7, begins like this. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Oh, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light. Are the same to you. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, over the past few weeks, we've been journeying through our sermon series, Back to the Future, and we've looked to the future with Pastor Brittany Stephan when she asked us to consider our willingness to give up control and let God work in and through our lives. Her Facebook posts share her joy and her thrills as her new tenure begins here at Noblesville on July 1st. And last week, we looked back into the past with a historical review of the United Methodist Church from Pastor Paul Kern, who challenged us to understand that we shall continue to prevail through the turmoil of our denomination, just like we have done in the past. And also, to love long-haired beetles. (laughs) We greatly appreciate both pastors and Pastor Paul Ernst today coming forward to help share the word of God as we wrap up our series this week with God in the here and now by answering a few key questions. Is God here right now? Does he hear your prayers Well, how do you know? Well, we went to a few experts to help us find out. Let's watch.
1: So, I'm supposed to be answering questions with someone. Is
0: God here right now? Yes. How do you know?
1: Because people are learning about God. Yes, he's everywhere around us.
0: Yes. How
1: do you know? He's always with us. Yes. How do you know that?
0: Cause he's in our hearts. Yes. How do you know? Because he's invisible.
1: Does God be your first? Yes. How do you know? Oh, he just, I can like feel him helping me through whatever it is. He's always with us and he knows um, we love him and I like feel him on my prayers. Because I feel like when we say amen, like we're kind of sending them up to God and Jesus. Like, but see them. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you know?
0: Because he's invisible.
1: <laughs> Who does Jesus love?
0: Everyone. How do you know that? Because in the Bible, it says it a
1: lot. You have all of us. Me and everybody. You. Okay. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Does Jesus know you love him?
0: Yes. How? Because he's invisible. <laughs> Microphone <drop>. <laughs> <laughs> So this video was made a few days ago with some of our current children and youth, which is our future hope for God's kingdom and his church. And God is invisible, apparently. Which time span did I just speak about? the past, the present, or the future? Well, you can go back and watch the reruns of this sermon on YouTube and Facebook soon. And if that blows your mind, just wait. Speaking of reruns, this book of common prayer was used many times for liturgy and prayer during the two years of the broadcast of the daily live prayer program that we did for our church. We opened every show with these words. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Is now was always repeated twice for emphasis, but just because I repeated the phrase over 1,040 times doesn't necessarily mean I completely understand God fully, but rather I believe and I also know that what was said is true. Many people in worship here today experience God in the here and now during the live broadcasts lights dimming or getting brighter during our prayers, or the time when we were reading scripture about God's light on a dark, damp, and rainy day. The sun broke through the clouds, the heavy clouds, and shined through the window directly onto the Bible scripture we were reading during that exact moment. How about all the prayers that we prayed for a baby that was born weighing under one pound and now is a thriving child? The baby was the firstborn son of a pastor, nonetheless. We called him Baby Rev. And if you're thinking, well, Bonnie, so what? My prayers haven't been answered yet. Well, remember that word, yet. Because God has heard you and is working on your prayers right now. Hold steadfast to your faith, just like the young people believe. And I inquire to the atheists, the skeptics, the agnostics in the group, because you are all welcome here today, as well as for every believer here. What would it take to prove God is here and now? The fledgling manuscript that was started 4 years ago with hundreds of pages in here called the Purple Heart of Jesus. It went through editing most of it and is still in process. I just had to start school and set it aside for a while. Hundreds of pages of actual occurrences where people saw God work in their lives. There's another book that we already started, hundreds of pages more. So what else might it take? Thunder and lightning? (laughs) (laughs) Or that the human body contains enough power to light the universe and your world with no batteries? No batteries. You're just filled with energy. God given energy. Hmm. What about the human mind? According to 2020 findings on the NPR website, the human brain can process 11 million bits of information every second. But our conscious minds can only handle about 40 to 50 bits of information per second. Think of that. In the 15 seconds it took me to say that, your brain processed 165,750 bits of information. You're a walking, talking computer with skin on it. Speaking of human brains and intelligence, did you know that Charles Wesley, with some help from his brother John, wrote 8,989 hymns in his lifetime, according to Christian History Institute. Now how could the human mind even think of and create music and the words to about 9,000 hymns in one lifetime? How is it possible to write all that stuff, think of all these things, become an educated preacher, travel across the ocean in basically a rowboat by today's standards, get married, have kids, write songs and sermons, publish hymnals, and preach in different countries while starting a new church? How is this even remotely possible? I find it a challenge to walk up and down steps some days. Goodness, what would John and Charles Wesley think of me? I call that the power and the grace of God to accomplish such a thing for this world through people. And God continues doing great things in this world to this very day. Sometimes they're invisible, but they are here. Speaking of minds, did you know that minds that suffer with depression or delusions, catatonia and dementia, can connect to music? People begin to listen to music, and maybe they start tapping their feet, and moving their heads and swaying back and forth, and many even begin to sing after standing alone in silence for years. Music may be written by man, but it's got to be authored and inspired by God, just like the Holy Bible. The sheer number of all songs, all the musical notes, all the lyrics— All the singing and the dancing is staggering. And God continues his work in new songs of all genres every day. This hymnal right here, that red book next to you, is as holy as the Holy Bible. In fact, let's all reach for the hymnal right now. Let's reach for it. It's under the pew in front of you. Everybody go ahead and grab one. Yes, you can dust those off too. I know we're used to seeing lyrics on the screen, but I have a particular hymn I'd like you to look up for me. I have a hymn number. Are you ready? It's number 660. When you find it, just call out the name. What is the title of that
1: hymn?
0: I'm sorry, did anybody find it? Exactly! That's what I've been trying to tell you from up here. God is here. And we even put it in a hymnal. It's even written about. So, speaking of... Thank you for looking that up. Don't be afraid to always open that book. Speaking the human mind, Stephen Hawking was a professor at Cambridge University and a theoretical physicist who spent much of his adult life studying the origin and developmental logistics of the universe. He proclaimed to be a self-subscribed atheist before he died in 2018 of motor neuron disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, also known as ALS. He lived with this disease for 55 years, totally stumping the medical world when the typical prognosis for life expectancy is one-tenth of that. He married twice and fathered two sons and a daughter, and experienced the joy of three grandchildren. Let's see what his faith in this video proclaims.
1: My name is Stephen Hawking. My expectations were reduced to zero at 21. Everything since then has been a bonus. Although I cannot move and I have to speak through a computer, in my mind I am free. I have spent my life traveling across the universe inside my mind. My goal is simple, it is a complete understanding of the universe, why it is as it is, and why it exists at all. One of the basic rules of the universe is that nothing is perfect. Perfection simply doesn't exist. Without imperfection, neither you or I would exist. Black holes are not really black after all. They blow like a hot body, and the smaller they are, the more they blow. We are very, very small. But we are profoundly capable of very, very big things. There should be no boundaries to human endeavor. However bad life may seem, while there's life, there is hope. Be brave, be curious, be determined, overcome the odds, it can be done.
0: I wish Stephen Hawking could be here today to speak to him. He said that in my mind I am free and that he traveled across the universe inside his mind and that one of the basic rules of life is that perfection does not exist in this universe. He would probably and respectfully argue a logical scientific origin of life But if he were here today, I would love to ask Mr. Hawking where hope and love and joy come from. If not for God, then from where? You see, he may have traveled the universe inside his mind, but I wish he would have traveled part of that trip with his spirit. You see, we can't box God into just this universe. God transcends all time, all space, all dimensions. God, through Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, is perfect with ways much different than ours. Yes, I would ask to pray with Mr. Hawking and ask God to touch his heart, especially since in this video, Mr. Hawking landed in the sheep pen and approached the shepherd. The atheist, as he proclaimed to be, he was still a human being that longed to know something more, something greater. You could have known God now in this universe, Mr. Hawking. I pray you now see your loving shepherd in heaven. You know, this reminds me of another story about a man named Saul. Just walking along one day on a road to Damascus to persecute and murder Christians when whammo, all of a sudden, a figure appears. That was my first musical instrument ever. <laughs> Truth, that's true. <laughs> and in Acts chapter 9, verse 5, Saul says, Who are you, Lord? Who are you? And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. He was invisible to them. He was invisible. But Saul knew. Saul knew. Now, I'm a little curious. What would you say if I told you I met Jesus? Would you say, well, that's impossible. No one has ever seen God. And then you'd call the guys in the little white coats, right? Spoiler alert, don't tell Saul that. Or Moses, or Mary, or Joseph, or Peter, or any of the Lord's disciples. Well, yes, Bonnie, but that only happens in ancient times. In times of the Bible, it can't happen today. Oh, is this true? We can't unknow what we already know. As I was worrying about writing, I mean, contemplating about writing this sermon, I prayed for God's inspiration and I pulled that book of common prayer off the shelf, dusted it off where it had been stored for the past six months. I needed to double check the opening is now statement just to be sure that I spoke of earlier and randomly opened it with my fingernail to this page, which totally took my breath away for three reasons. Number one, if you can see the date, February 14th, St. Valentine's Day. Number two, look at the bottom of the page, which circles John 17:20 20 through 26. This is my favorite passage in the whole Bible, because this is where Jesus prays for all of us. Yes, you too. And the third reason is because of this. It was St. Valentine's Day last year when I submitted my statement of call to the ministry. I'm sure some of you are thinking, oh, those are just God winks. Well, I'm glad there are some people that believe God is in the here and now, but most of us have doubt. It's a blessing, really, doubt, because we can't have doubt without faith. To begin with. Now a friend told me once that she had a hard time believing that Jonah could actually live in the belly of a fish for three days. And I said, yes, that does sound pretty fantastic, doesn't it? But let me ask you this. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died and came back to life? She said, well, yes, of course I do. I said, so you believe that someone could be brought back to life from the dead, but not live inside of a fish? Don't shortchange God. Don't give up your simple faith as a child. Your belief in the things of God will never hurt you, especially the belief that God is now. But it certainly could kill us forever. If we don't, maybe right now you're thinking, I don't hear God. He never speaks to me. Oh, is that right? I believe you heard him when he called you to wake up today. When he called you to come to church this morning or to turn on your computer and to watch us online. I think he heard you last night as you cried on your pillow or had that argument with your friend or your spouse. And if that is you, I believe he calls you to that place to either accept or extend forgiveness today. He speaks to you when you feel like there is nowhere else to turn and that no one else is listening or even cares. When you cry out to him, he will hear you and wrap you in his holy presence and his peace if you listen. I believe God will use all the ways he can to touch your heart right now, if you let him, through people, through nature, through kids, and through music. I think Billy Joel may have summed it up well in his lyrics to his 1980 song, Time to Remember. It says, I'm warm from the memories of days to come. Past, present, and future, all in one sentence. And it's a terrific song. So whether we go back to the future or move forward to the past, God is definitely here. He said, I am, not I think I will be, Or I used to be. He is the great I am, the alpha, the omega, and everything else in between. We walk by faith and not by sight of the most powerful spirit that transcends everything. All that which is known, everything of the past, the present, or the future. No matter what universe or planet you come from, God is here including right now. We can never hide from his presence. The proof is in our prayers.